0: it's funny because I, 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 like whenever I just feel the need, it just like, you know, it's like something is telling me, you know, I, it, and it's usually, it, it usually happens when I, I just don't know whether to go left or right. It's like my life is in a such a, right. so and it's a little bit like boat. that. Yes. And it's right. a bit like that now.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people experience that when they're having their birthdays, you know, it's a solar return right for you and um, a new chapter. So I definitely get it. Um, So, but specifically what? um, so what are you kind of like torn between? Is it like to go forward in a different career path? Is it relationship related? Uh,
0: I think relationship wise, I'm quite clear, um, Mm -hmm. kind of separating from my husband and Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. Uh, painful but uh, it's clear Um, career wise career wise it just feels like in the last two years my life has turned upside down (laughs) I'm not quite sure where I'm going and where I'm coming from so that's the main thing
1: Um, what do you currently do now can you hear me
0: So I work as a um,
1: psychiatrist. Okay. You work as a psychiatrist. Okay. And you've done that for all of your adult life? Doesn't seem
0: to work. I think it's frozen.
1: Oh, you can't hear me?
0: I've trained to do that, yes. I can hear you now. I'm not quite sure why.
1: I think my internet was being shaky. Okay, so I moved. Um, so you've been a psychiatrist your entire adult life. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. And you are wondering where to go next. Do you do you want to start your own business?
0: I don't know what I want. That's the problem. I mean, I kind of kind of do, but I'm too scared to make the steps. Hmm. Um i uh, yeah, I just feel like i don't belong where I work anymore, but at the same time i've got one year left to finish my training mm-hmm. um and come to the end of my training essentially, and I've been wanting to push through that, thinking, well, when you start something you don't you don't just leave it mm-hmm. um but <laughs> it's like like it's like pushing through pushing against the wind and pushing against the water, you name it. Mm-hmm. It's rather frustrating because I don't want to drop it, but at the same time, my heart screams, drop it. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you said you had, uh, sorry, I'm just wanting to get really clear on where you are. So when you said you have one year left in your training, is it training for the hypnosis or training for something else in your... Um, no. So part of the training to become a psychiatrist and to come to the
0: end where you are independent you can practice independently Mm -hmm. you have to complete you know a number of years of various trainings and whatever so I'm in my well I'm starting in August my last year so basically Mm -hmm. I've got another 14 months
1: left Got it. Um, well, I'll just go ahead and start by saying, according to your chart, I, it makes total sense that you are torn because your sun sign in Gemini is all about duality, right? It's all about having two choices and, you know, Gemini is an air sign. So they're very independent, very vocal, you know, very Uh people oriented, social, but I feel like they also can have their hands in a lot of different pots, right? Like they want to be yep. involved in a lot of different things at once. But your Midhaven is in the sign of Capricorn. That's an Earth sign. So you're very loyal, right? So what to, to what you commit to, you wanna be loyal to it. Like you said, you wanna start even you start something, you want to finish it. So I think that's cool yep. that explains the conflict there. And your Midhaven, you know. In everyone's chart, but um, your Capricorn is extra right here in your ninth house. That's all about teaching and how you show up to others as a teacher. So you want to have discipline. You want to be trusted, but this, you know, you're being called on a soul level. You're, it's like you're being called to do something else. Um, now I want to talk to you a little bit about just what I think um, would be I don't wanna tell you what decision to make, but just would be kind of the more uh, acceptable way for your soul to go, right? Like what steps yeah. to take. Yeah, and I definitely think that, you you know, whichever way you decide to go, um, to make the full change or to stay, I definitely think you're gonna need some organization. Um, your Mars in Virgo, Virgo is definitely very detail-oriented. Um, Slow pace, so don't make any sudden decisions. I would suggest that you didn't make any sudden decisions and really go within and sit with it. So let me look and see where, yeah. So you have, okay, (laughs) you have your true node, your Mars, you have a stellium in your fifth house. Okay, a stellium is when there's three or more planets in one house or three or more planets in one sign. They're in Virgo in the fifth house. Okay. All right. So your Mars in Virgo, Mars is all about action. It's all about being kind of like the trailblazer, but because it's in Virgo, it's going to want to have everything laid out for it, right? That energy, that's the energy of that placement. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell me a little bit about what options you've looked at. Like, have you done research? Cause it looks like just based on the energies in your chart that you do want to have clarity. That's something you need before you make a choice. You need clarity.
0: Yes. Um, so basically, um, I was quite clear. I thought where I was going until 2018 and in 2018, um some unexpected stuff happened at work. Uh with one of my seniors at the time. Um I'm not sure even today what happened. So I wouldn't be able to describe. I wouldn't be able to, and for a long time and even now, uh I thought, you know, that there was some sort of emotional psychological abuse, you name it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't know the truth and the reality is. So, uh, yes, I want a lot. I want clarity and I'm still searching for clarity. I did gain some clarity. I understood some things, but I still don't know. So, yes, I think, you know, yeah, that's probably what it is, the fact that I'm desperate to get clarity and know, okay, fine, it was that, okay, fine. But at least if I could have some evidence some something, um, yeah and Mm -hmm. yeah that's 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 really
1: yeah so someone basically made a change okay so that's like a wound that's kind of like a some place that you are like carrying that energy of like someone's behavior towards you right Mm. and that's kind of like i feel as though that's kind of clouding your own judgment but here's what i here's what i really am picking up on um most of the planets here in your charts below the ascendant line, your ascendant is in the sign of Taurus. Um, and, and right here in the middle of the charts, like a thick line that goes straight across. Yeah. It just means that a lot of the work and a lot of your soul journey is going to have to be internal. And I think right now, a lot of the confusion is because you're looking outward, You're looking for yep. someone else to show you or tell you, but your answers are going to come from what you know what you truly feel and you know are you having any health issues or do you feel like there's like really transformational things or like abrupt changes in your health uh
0: well uh after 2018 i kind of crashed physically emotionally mm-hmm. um and i think that's kind of stayed with me to to an extent the physical aspect um so i'm i am I'm kind of, you know, I, I am a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot better, but I'm still recovering, if that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. still recovering. And so do you feel balanced or off balance?
0: A bit off balance. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, definitely off balanced. And I would um, look into getting... A daily practice I'm not sure if you're a morning person or more of an evening person but I mm. would definitely look into how to balance yourself how to ground yourself every day and choose a time that works best for you um, yeah. and that's gonna vary for everyone um, do you have anything you're doing now
0: I am doing a lot of stuff I am um the latest thing that I found is EMDR Um, and I found it helpful, extremely helpful, but it's a process and it's going through, you know, through the pain before you get to the, to the, to the happiness, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I am doing things, but I'm not very good at doing something as a daily practice and a daily routine. I've never been good at that.
1: (laughs) Most people are. Yeah. (laughs) I would say that's a challenge for most people. Yeah. Yeah, but it could be a series of different things, you know. You, is, you have Pluto in your sixth house, and that's all about you know, that the sixth house is really about your personal health, and Pluto is about mm. death and transformation. So, always trying to find something new and kind of like rebirthing yourself in that place of your life. Mm. It's in the sign of Libra, an air sign, but Libra is ruled by Venus, all right. So, Venusian energy is the natural energies of the earth, right? So think plants, um, you could do like some gardening, um, you could do like little beautification projects in your home. Um, I'm not sure what you like in your home, if you like to have natural flowers in your home or plants. I've got many. Yeah, (laughs) okay, perfect. Perfect. So yeah, planting, gardening, yeah, and just making your physical space really, really appealing to the eye. You know, I think that's definitely yeah. going to calm down your nervous system and make you feel more grounded every day. Um, obviously, you don't have to plant something every day. But what I mean is it's like having, having those things visible um, in your space. And, yeah, that can be very, very helpful. Um, yeah. Now, your rising sign, Taurus, another earth sign. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, earth sign. Yeah. So Libra's no. air. I'm not sure if I said, sorry, if I said earth, it's air. But
0: no, your, Gemini. Gemini.
1: Yeah. That's your sun sign, but your ascendant, your yep. rising sign is Taurus. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, I do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I know that. Yep. And it's uh, Yep. earth sign and right here in the first house. So again, like kind of like what I was saying about your midhaven, um, people, when people see you, they see you as somebody that's very reliable, very trustworthy, you know, her word is her bond type of thing. And I think what's troubling you here is if you make this switch, you're going to be like, you know, you're thinking like, are people going to trust me? Am I going to be as credible as, you know, I really am. And is all of my hard work really going to mean anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is what I see is coming up here. Your Chiron is also in the sign of Taurus. It's right on your ascendant line. And if you're not familiar with Chiron, um, in this methodology of astrology readings, that indicates where someone is wounded, like where their soul is wounded. Um, And because it's in the sign of Taurus, I think it could mean that in previous lives, you may have found trouble being a hard worker, right? Or you may have been like too, flighty like you really didn't commit to anything and now in this lifetime it's like I have to commit you know I have to stay with where I am and this might be like kind of bringing up some of the feelings of guilt I think or um, just anxiety about changing right you don't Uh want to change because there might be like some fear like that it's really ancestral maybe ancestral like fears of okay if I make a change and I'm shamed I'm not anyone that is going to be respected in the uh, larger community, not within self, but how again how people are seeing you because it's right here on your ascendant and by your first house. That's how others yeah. see you. Another, yeah. Com- yeah. Do, does that make sense, or do, do you feel like that resonates?
0: It does. It does. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. Another thing I am seeing along with Taurus, so there's kind of a lot going on with your Taurus here in the first house with your chiron. You also have your moon in Taurus. So you're a double Taurus, <laughs> double earth, even though your sun size <laughs> and air. Yeah. You have a lot of earth in your chart. Um, you have three planets in Virgo. You have uh two in Taurus. So there's a lot of earth in your, in your chart. And that actually makes a lot of sense in terms of how you're feeling. Well, hmm. so moon signs, um, it's all about governing your internal, your, your emotions and your internal, Um, feelings about anything but I think the moon sign also is connected to those ancestral wounds and the avenues we take to heal them Um, your moon is right here in your 12th house Um, it's in the sign of Taurus but your 12th house also has Aries in there Um, Mm -hmm. which I find very very interesting Um, the 12th house is illusions the imagination and the spiritual realm, um, I'm feeling like you may not feel that connected to a higher power.
0: Uh, and
1: uh, yeah, you, yeah you're, you're just not that tapped in. And um, you might, ha- I'm getting that you might have when you were younger, but it just really didn't cement, like you didn't carry any of the principles of it with you into your adulthood. Mm. Okay. Um, which that makes sense because it, because of twelve your twelve healths in Taurus and Aries, most of it's in Aries. Aries energy is all about just doing what they want to do, right? They're the self starters, they're the trailblazers, they are the first to start, the first to finish, and traditional leaders. So it kind of makes sense that you would kind of deviate from that um, a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. You don't have any planets there. You just have, you have your moon in Taurus. Okay. Um, I think your moon in Taurus is really going to go back to what we talked about, your daily practice and grounding yourself. And because Taurus, just like Libra, is ruled by the planet of Venus. So that the nuisance energy is going to really come into play with keeping you grounded and healing any type of uh, disruptive emotions and kind of feeling Mm -hmm. turbulent internally. Um, Might want to burn some candles as well or sage, um, things that are really like made from like the like the elements of the earth, like any type of botanical um, type of product. Um, Okay, now I want to go back to your fifth house because that's where stellium is and it also has your true node in the sign of – oh, no, your true node is in Leo. Okay. Your true node is in Leo, which means your south node is, is in Aquarius. So what you do really, really well is you think of others first. Um, that goes back to what I was saying about yeah. you don't want to disappoint anyone. You're you're a humanitarian by default. Um you will think of a group kind of collectively before you think of self. Um definitely into big ideas as well. I think if someone like wants a, like a different take on something, if they want it like um a unique perspective, they would come to you. Um mm. a unique perspective and then also not being shy about speaking up about it. Um, cause that's that Gemini energy. Your Gemini, your sun sign is really what's going to be kind of the secret sauce, the thing that touches every aspect of your life. But these placements go a little bit deeper into that area. So the fifth house is really about play, leisure, um, relaxation. Um, and you have your true node right in the fifth house, but it's in the sign of Leo. So Leo's ruled by the sun. Um, And if I had to kind of just give a brief description of Leo, it would be like the trendsetter or like the it person. They like the spotlight and you do not like that. You do not like to be in the spotlight or to be singled out or to kind of, um, kind of carry the torch for everything. I mean, you will, but again, it's, it's when it's an effort to, for the collective, when it's to help everyone, um, Mm -hmm. Because that's Aquarius energy. Aquarius is the team player. Leo is like me, me, me. But what you're being called here, okay, your soul's purpose in this human experience is to get comfortable being that it person and to get comfortable putting self first because that's what a Leo would do. A Leo would put Mm. self first. And it doesn't mean that they're necessarily selfish. That is a shadow side of Leo. But I think a real Leo is, you know, they're loyal to a fault, they're 100% comfortable in their own skin, um, you know. They're they're just kind of like again. They have it's this, They're ruled by the sun, so they'll they'll make anything shine, you know. They'll like yeah. put glitter on anything and just make it be like amazing. So I think that this is really what you're gonna have to do, like or, or this should be like your. Um, like your point of ascension really, you know, to make this decision is really going to have to be like you making yourself shine. Okay. And, and it doesn't mean that you're turning your back to that Aquarius energy, your South node. It just means that that's the place of safety. That's what you know. That's what you've carried over from previous lives. And your soul knows that. So your soul won't necessarily transcend or transform and go to the next level. If it stays there, it's gonna. It's gonna heal wounds and become fulfilled if it steps into the true node energy. And that's Leo energy right there in your fifth house. And it's interesting that it's in the house with three other planets, your Jupiter, your Mars, and your Saturn. So Mm. Jupiter is all about expansion. Jupiter is the icing on the cake. Um, So I think that you are right on track with continuing with your, your trainings but i think what's happening here is that your your training may not be like real like you completing everything may not be the icing on the cake it's just kind of like the completion of something and you need to figure yeah. out like what is your icing on the cake um yeah
0: i kind of know but um yeah again there is a blockage that is not letting me step into that yet and maybe there is a reason for that
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's a you know and your block could be like your saturn your saturn's also here in the fifth house you know saturn's the disciplinary <laughs> in the flat uh planet you know it's masculine mm-hmm. energy so is Mars. So is Mars and Jupiter. I believe um, all masculine energy. So that could be kind of what's tying you down. Um, Saturn wants to make sure that you get everything right before you move forward.
0: Um,
1: yeah, that's that. What that planet is that about. That
0: sounds. That sounds. Uh, yeah, that sounds like me. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I want. Wow.
1: You want to get, get everything right. right.
0: <laughs> before you move on absolutely I want to get it right for me and for other people too mm-hmm. well it's funny because I it's the first time I'm saying you know the first time but the rare time when I said for me and other people yeah. it's usually the other way around but um before I move on I, that really really resonates it's mm-hmm. like make sure you get everything right before I move on that's exactly what I want I think I know what I want I just need to get everything right before oh this is big <laughs>
1: Good, good. Well, you know, I have a question for you, though. Like, what is right? That's so subjective.
0: I think it's just this completion and making sure that I've, you know, I feel like at this point in time, I can't openly and clearly communicate with anyone about what I'm going through and what I'm thinking. So, you know, colleagues or seniors, they don't know this. You know, they don't know that I'm contemplating something else, because I don't know. So then it's like, yeah, I just don't feel ready to... And then, if I mentioned it, then chances are I might not finish the training because, yeah, anyway, um, people will be confused about what do I want actually. And one of the things in my job is commitment, mm-hmm. um, so it's a it's a bit of a weird situation. But um, yeah, but I think that's what I want. I want to get to get everything right. I feel like I owe it to myself to finish as well because I put a, it's 20 years of sacrifice essentially mm-hmm. of studying or mm-hmm. training or you name it. So I started training, I started going to medical school in 1998.
1: So, long time
0: <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like, well, I owe it to myself to finish and I owe it to other people to push through this and come to the other end and then. Yeah, and then see where I'm going, <laughs> kind of thing.
1: Okay, so if we have to do um some like vision work or just take a moment and kind of like put that image in your head. You so you've completed the program and your training, like how do you feel? Um I feel like
0: yeah, it's complete. It's complete and I think it's, there's something about security as well. Mm-hmm. Something about you don't know. Like today, I'm probably not as happy as I used to be being in the job that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But maybe in 5, 10, 15 years time, things might change. And, you know, I don't know. I just almost like, I don't know, maybe a bit selfish, but like I, I want to finish this so that if I come back, I don't start from the beginning again or, you know,
1: start oh, right. from somewhere yeah. else. you don't lose time. Yeah. Okay.
0: In a way as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And plus, because I'm confused, I simply like on one hand, I think I know what, what my heart wants, but on the other hand, it's scary. I mean, it's like, you know, if I drop this, then financially you, or from, you know, I'm, I'm going to be completely lost in the middle of the street essentially.
1: Hmm well two things come to mind uh when you said that you really didn't have anyone to talk to about it um you know your house of communication has you know mercury is right in your house of communication that's actually a beautiful placement um it's in the sign of cancer but mercury because it's the planet of communication and it's in its natural house the third house um i think that's an important part of you breaking down the block Um, i think you're going to have to really get vocal with saying how you feel and maybe work isn't a safe place but i'm not sure what other um trusted individuals you have in your sphere of influence i think it's just and you know you can you can bring up things that are not directly related to you like you can kind of like stage it not that you're lying but kind of stage it as like you know something really in, that you found interesting like if there are any current events or like books articles that you like And, um, you know, that kind of relate to where you are and see if you can just kind of broach a discussion around that and kind of get comfortable, like talking about how you feel. I mean, you have your mercury in the third house, and that means that you are going to need to speak up. You're going to have to communicate in some way. Maybe it's not verbal, but you know, you're going to have to communicate in some way. And it's in the sign of cancer. Um, Cancerian energy is all about being heart centered it's a very, very sensitive sign. It's a water sign. Um, It's ruled by the moon. Okay. So very emotional, very um, sensitive, but, but truthful, you know, there's honesty in that. I think cancer is all about vulnerability. It's like vulnerability at the, at the core, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So I think if you can feel safe with that, I think that's another way. So it's going to be grounding yourself. It's going to be getting safe with opening up and communicating about how you feel, but then Mm -hmm. also getting comfortable and feeling safe with the unknown. Okay. So you do have your moon in the 12th house. Moons um, typically are um, descriptive of ancestral wounds in the 12th house, you know, again, illusion, spirituality, um, the Mm -hmm. imagination, um, and just kind of falling into that, because you 're a Gemini, you know you 're a Gemini, your Venus isn 't Gemini, so you know your pursuit of things I think it 's going to be really, really important for you to just not you 're going to be grounding yourself, yes, but that is to quiet down the anxiety and all of the uh, disruptive emotions, but I think in terms of action you 're really going to have to be active in different things at once because that's what gemini wants
0: i am already (laughs) oh good (laughs) so yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: well um that's the thing it's almost like i live two parallel lives really because it's like it's the work and then i come home and i do what i love you know and Mm -hmm. i search various therapies and courses and you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah. RTT and all sorts it's like this is my second life you know <laughs> like, which feels weird and, and it makes me feel very guilty because I'm thinking gosh I'm not being truthful I'm not being honest about what I'm doing and well I'm not actually do as in I'm not having another job but mm-hmm. I'm having a hobby outside work if that makes sense
1: mm, gotcha um, excuse me yeah okay. so that, so you that's what you value um, you have your Gemini right in the second house. So what you value, like what you find prosperous in terms of like your career life and what you want to honestly make money off of is being involved in different things. You know, it's right here in your birth chart. So the, the fact that you feel guilty about it, um, I think that really goes back to your Chiron and your moon placements, you know? It's it's an ancestral wound. You might've been, yeah, you might've been shamed or punished for being involved in too many things or things that maybe were outside of like the um, status quo or things that were deemed unacceptable in your community, something like that. And now it's like your soul's kind of like afraid of that energy, but that is like residual energy from an old life. This mm. human experience is about diving into different things and it's about taking the spotlight as well, you do that. You know, your Chiron's right there in Leo. Leo, they want the spotlight. They thrive right in it. They're ruled by the sun. And your Gemini, your sun, for, with it being in the second house, how you're going to make your money is by doing that. Because that's what the second house is. Um, and your Venus is there as well. Interesting. Yeah. I feel that push in me,
0: I must say. I do feel that push in me. But it's scary, you know, and I feel like I would have the resources and the knowledge and the whatever. But the moment I get any close to being in the spotlight, it's just like a runaway. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it makes sense completely.
1: So when you, um, so in your current uh, work and your, your program, like how is that structured? Is that like, do you feel safe there? I mean, I know you said your coworkers probably aren't that trustworthy, but do you feel safe kind of being in that role? no no okay so you're gravitating to things that are not that do not like jive with you like it doesn't even yeah
0: yeah i'm constantly feeling unsafe like constantly Mm -hmm. especially after the experience that i had in 2018 i mean before that i was not feeling unsafe i was actually really quite enjoying my job and that's the thing i got involved in about you know 40 projects, I'm just saying 40, it was less, but
1: yeah, upper. I get it a lot. Yes.
0: Yeah. You know, and then, and I'm not saying it, you know, just to, uh, to show off, but I'm just realizing my colleagues would get involved in one or two or three and I'll be involved in 40. So I suppose that's weird and strange for other people as well from the outside. And they might have been wondering what's wrong with her. Um, but I get it because I was involved in a million different things. That's the, that's There is something about that. You know, I love it. I just love being involved in having yeah. my foot in uh, 10 million things. And that's not to the detriment of anyone else. I just, I just get involved and I'm part of it. Whether I'm, you know, taking the lead or whether I'm the... You know fifth wheel on the on the car, but I'm there i mm-hmm. have <laughs> uh, just for the experience it's never been about you know becoming more or wanting more or it's just i love the the experience I love getting involved I love helping i love you know it's just yeah
1: hmm. that is like so interesting because you like to be involved in a lot of different things but you don't like spotlight so when you're involved in different things like what are you doing just kind I'm of kind observing
0: of, uh, no so i am doing it i do the work but i would happily give the credit to someone else
1: oh okay
0: yeah so okay. i do the work i do the run around i did everything but then if it's me and another colleague and it felt for whatever reason that is more fair that he or she has the, you know, the first, the lead role. Mm-hmm. I, would, I, I don't mind. I'm just, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, mm-hmm. because of the spotlight, I, this is what it is. I've been running away from the spotlight. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think that that is going to be like number one on your list is getting into the spotlight. Cause you already have the, the, the ability and you're doing the, the work in terms of multiple projects and you know taking action like you said you go to work and you come home and you you're kind of like in these things that you love so i actually think your gemini is happy you know if we had to personify the planets gemini is having a blast you know she's doing her thing but your mercury not so much because you're not really communicating about what is going on internally because you know it's below the ascendant line so whatever's below is internal whatever's above is external um in terms of the the work that has to be done yeah. Yeah, your Mercury is not that happy. I think your Saturn might be happy, but your Mars and your Jupiter are not happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> your Mars wants you to okay. do. Your Mars wants you to step into the spotlight. Your Mars wants you to handle up on your chi. I'm sorry, your true node placement. And your Jupiter mm. is like, hey, if you do it, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna put the icing on the cake. I'm gonna make it glittery. So you just gotta do the work, you know. So they're kind of sitting there waiting on you. Um. Mm. <laughs> yeah well I need to
0: push through that fear of being on the spotlight I think and and yes and there is something about being truthful I've been contemplating because my current senior um, I find him a little bit challenging Mm -hmm. um, and I've been wanting and contemplating and creating scenarios in my brain about how I'm going to be honest about it whether he has a heart no heart heart, heart attack I'm exaggerating but whether he gets upset about it or he doesn't but he needs to know it and it doesn't come from a place of wanting to put him down it's from a place of I really think he probably on a level would benefit from knowing how other people sometimes feel around him
1: so Mm.
0: so there's definitely something about that so yeah
1: yeah, are you kind of, like, intimidated by authority?
0: Mm, I used to be. Um okay. I don't feel that so much anymore. Um, I'm not – if I was the only one in there that felt this way, then I would say, you know, it's it's to do only with me. I'm not saying it's not to do with me as well, but um, there's a lot of people that say the same thing. Mm-hmm. So then about him – Um. I think I think he's a he's a great person and he you know he's he's um he's really really desperately trying to do his best, um, but it's just it's just a little bit difficult I don't know I find uh, to to get things across and whatever so
1: okay. Um, yeah, uh, so maybe okay, so I can be truthful <laughs> Yeah, definitely. in a nice
0: way, in a nice way, in a nice way.
1: Oh yeah, definitely can. Um, but don't overthink it. So this is the last point I'm going to come to before we wrap oh. everything up. Uh, okay. your seventh house, uh, which is about, uh, your, your marriage and relationships and soulmates. You have the planet Neptune there and it's in the sign of, well, it's in between Scorpio and Sagittarius. So don't let your imagination run away with you when it comes to you communicating with these people that you already have relationships with. I think Neptunian energy, you know, it's, it rules, it's Piscean energy and its natural placement is over there in the 12th house, which is where your, your moon is. But, you know, Neptune is placed in your seventh house. So she wants to get caught, you know, wants to get swept away in like the intangibles, in the dream world, right? And yeah. with that, I think a lot of things can, a lot of things that aren't real can take front and center, right? That, and I think that might be perpetuating yeah. some fears is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Yeah, that aren't really real because you have Neptunian energy in your seventh house. Um, and I'm not, we, I know we don't have time, but we didn't dive into like your um, marriage. I know you said it came to an end. Um, but there there could have been some components of that, too. There could have been a lot of things going on that really weren't real, maybe. And y- you were making them real in, in your mind, you know. But it was it's Scorpio, Scorpio and Sag there.
0: Wow. My husband is Scorpio. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well Scorpio you know they go deep you know Scorpion energy you know it's ruled by Pluto it goes really really deep below the surface so if you put that with Neptune you know I feel like you're in the, the sunken place if like you're not even in the reality you know you're somewhere like unattainable so that is just something to be mindful of you know mm-hmm. um, but I think you are in a beautiful spot I mean you know what you have to do, you know, the work you have to do, you know, your blocks. And I think it really is going to come into that true. node. it really is going to be embodying the energy of a Leo, um, you know, cause they are like 100% confident mm,
0: taking credit.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, trends that are like, you know, <laughs> Leo's are like, yeah, like on their game. So I think if you can step into that energy, everything else will align itself. Cause you know, if you're, If you're confident, if you're okay with the spotlight, you're not going to be afraid to speak up, you know, you're not going to be afraid to speak up. You're not going to be afraid to put yourself first and do the things you need to do to ground yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I have. I hope that this was really helpful. Oh, thank you so much. He was,
0: yes, he was unbelievably helpful. You know, I've been writing and making notes, <laughs> Good. you know, just um, thinking about blockages and things. And I really, I, I think it's very interesting what you said also about past lives and things. So mm-hmm. um, maybe one of the next practice sessions, I will um, kind of go into that a little bit. Um, it's amazing. No, thank you so much. I really, really, I'm so grateful. I am really grateful. I'm really grateful for you
1: too. Yeah, and thank you for reaching out to me. I um, thank you. I wasn't sure you how that wonderful. would have gone over. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, in what way? Oh, like where I... um.